And welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us today. We are sitting down this Friday morning. It's Memorial Day weekend, so I appreciate this gentleman's uh, willingness to come in and, and shoot this with us. I'm going to have him take a second real quick to introduce himself. So good morning, sir. How good are morning. you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you? I'm My name well. is Jason Populus. I'm the emergency manager here for the city of Denham Springs. Great. And uh, we appreciate you being here. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, going to try to get it all in, uh, but I have a feeling that you'll be returning to the booth. So one of the things uh, that you do, now you are a fireman by, by trade, correct? By trade. I'm a firefighter and a paramedic. Yes, gotcha. sir. Uh, and a paramedic. That's yes, right. Sir. So... Uh, a few years back, um, City of Denham Springs got together. Uh, I think uh, Miss Jeanette Clark put the effort together, uh, and uh, along right. with other entities in the parish, all went up to Emmitsburg, Maryland. Correct. Uh, this was about disaster training, uh, getting getting more uh, used to the idea that there needs to be a chain of the, of command in a disaster. Need to kind of <clears> figure out, you know, there there was even stuff about how y'all should talk to me. That's right. Uh, you know, talking to the That's media. Right. To me. uh, it, it just a very comprehensive uh, program in Emmitsburg. From that, uh, this this CERT program was born. So before we talk about some of the things specifically y'all did in Emmitsburg, give us a thirty-two thousand foot sort of explanation on what CERT is. Well, CERT stands for Community Emergency Response Team, and what that is, it's just a grassroots effort that people in the community, first and foremost, we're going to take this organization, CERT, and we're going to do training for the general public. And what that does, it teaches the general public how to take care of themselves, first of all, during an emergency. And second of all, we want them to spread out after they've taken care of themselves and spread out to their neighbors, make sure that the neighbors are taken care of. And so with that training that we offer, we teach those different basic skills, you know, basic life support skills, basic search and rescue um, some medical things, some fire safety, just different safety programs that they can take care of themselves first and then spread out to their neighborhoods and their communities just to make sure that those efforts are, are helped during emergencies. So that's what CERT is. It's just, a, it's just the people of the parish, the citizens of the parish, coming together, helping themselves out in a time of need, and then spreading out to their neighbors. Right, because I mean, <clears throat> one of the big lessons you learn in the middle of the disasters, you got If you can't help anyone else, if you haven't helped yourself, correct. They always say the first seventy-two is on you, and we just want to make sure that they're totally prepared for that first seventy-two. And that would be seventy-two hours, of course. Correct. Uh, so, backing up to Emmitsburg, yes. there's a, a big group of y'all. Y'all head up. It's in Maryland. It's it's north of D.C. It's a, a government training facility. Uh, that makes it sound like the born identity, <laughs> uh, but but it's where it's where a lot of uh, FEMA training goes on, a lot of disaster training. So you know, y'all have this big group up there, and it's it it was interesting, wasn't it? Trying to develop some teamwork with folks as you're you know suddenly thrown into the midst of a disaster. I mean, the way it was described to us by Mayor Gerard Landry, all of a sudden they were like, okay, there's a disaster that happened, and I got to step out to talk to the media. Y'all are on your own, and you had to figure it out. Yes. So, you know, tell us a little bit about what what that experience was like from from your perspective. Well, from my perspective, we when we arrived up there in Emmitsburg, the whole concept was community specific emergency training. And so, what they did, they took Denham Springs and all of its all of its values. You know, the, what size population we had, the size of our, our geographical space. You know, seven square miles. We took what resources we had available to us. 
through the city and they made scenarios based on those situations. So all the scenarios that we run up there were based off of Denham Springs. So what they would do, um, they would have a, a natural disaster scenario where we had a hurricane come through and and then these streets were flooded. We actually seen our streets on on video and they were underwater. And what do we do? What's you know, what was our game plan? And so what we did, we come up with an emergency operation plan for the city. We all got together as a city, all of our department heads and the resources that we had available, sheriff's office, um, the schools, all those different entities come together and we formed a plan. If this happens, we want to do this. And then when we went to Emmitsburg, we took that plan that we had and we put it to practice to see during those scenarios, does that plan really work? So it identified our strengths and it identified our weaknesses. Where do we need to grow? And from there, we started filling in those holes in our plan to, so that now when those, those situations arise, of course, you can't ever plan for every uh, you know, situation. But we do have a formulated plan in case of any type of emergency, all hazards. And what are we going to do? Who's going to be who? How does that chain of command work? Who's going to be responsible? And, we, and we're, in the, we're even today in the process of filling those holes in. And all that come from Emmitsburg. We went there as a group. We had people represented from East Baton Rouge Parish through Livingston Parish and, you know, different entities, the school board, the, the sheriff's office, um, communications efforts. All those were represented there in the uh, in those plans. And we've seen where they were shining and we've seen where they were not so not, <laughs> not so, so shining. And, and, and we worked on those. And now I think that I really feel we have a really good comprehensive plan to help our city. So you're talking about a comprehensive plan. Did that comprehensive plan, was that eventually what became CERT or is CERT part of the comprehensive plan? CERT is part of that comprehensive plan. When we, when we got up to Emmitsburg and we started looking at those plans, the resources that we have available to us through the city, we have, we have all the different areas. We have a street department. We have utilities, we have the police department, we have fire department at our disposal, but we still lack manpower. We needed that, we needed the muscle, a little more muscle behind those entities. So what CERT does is when we have a, when we have a disaster, we hear people call, you know, Cajun Navy comes out. We have those type of, you know, faith-based groups that are going to come in to the city and, and extend a helping hand and, Without CERT right now, people just come in and they do what they're going to do because they're going to help, and it's a great help, but there was no organization of those efforts. So what CERT does, it takes all those organizations, those faith-based organizations, the NGOs, those non-governmental organizations, and it, and it puts them all together in one helping hand. And then we have one person, Mr. Travis Tharp. He's our volunteer liaison is what we call him in the city. He takes all those volunteer efforts and organizes those into one unit. And then we can plug those into the city plan where we see we have a need. And so CERT is just a, is just a, a cog in the wheel of that plan. Okay. And, you know, when you were developing this plan, this was all developed at Emmitsburg or kind of the groundwork was laid at Emmitsburg and they said, okay, y'all got to go back. You sit down, you have a meeting. I remember I was at an early meeting that y'all did post Emmitsburg, right. but it seemed like more of a debrief than an actual. So when they sent you back, you kind of got debriefed as a city. Y'all sat down and sort of debriefed each other. Right. 
did the plan come, the plan started to grow from there? Like it, the groundwork was laid in Emmitsburg and it grew from there? Yes, before we went to Emmitsburg, we were responsible for creating an emergency operation plan. And so months prior to that Emmitsburg trip, that was kind of the, the, the end all to see how the plan that we already formed worked. So we, we got together as department heads and, and group and created an emergency operation plan for the city. So we, we formulated in our minds, what do we think the city needs? And we put that plan together and then we brought it to Emmitsburg, that plan and tested that plan. And so up in Emmitsburg, when we tested the plan as they threw scenarios at us, and there were several different scenarios that they would give to us, we would work the plan that we had already formulated to see how it worked against those scenarios. Um, from there, we come back home. Like you said, we debriefed. What we did when we got back home is here was the plan that we had brought to Emmitsburg. Here was the holes that we found in Emmitsburg. This is where we were lacking. And so on the, on the back side of that Emmitsburg trip, we started filling those holes in, filling those gaps in. You know, we've, we've found out that, you know, those Cajun navies, those different organizations that are going to come and help your city. How do we organize that effort instead of them just free fall and not really having any organization or anybody to answer to how do we concentrate those efforts to get the most out of the people because we 100 percent open arms accept those people to help us in the city we just need to make sure that we have all those organized and that we can have a concentrated effort and not have a duplication of efforts so we don't want to have to send our our paid police department force into an area that's already been serviced by the by the non-governmental agencies and the CERT team. We want to make sure that we have the, the broadest spread of that coverage. And by doing that, the best way we've seen fit on the backside of Emmitsburg is, is, is creating a CERT team, creating an organization that will concentrate all the volunteer efforts into one unit and place those units in, in places that we already had holes at. Sure. So you're talking about it's a it, – uh... In the face of a disaster, community binding agent. A community binding agent, correct. So, so uh, what's interesting is in the past, and and probably going forward, I'm I'm sure with COVID, offering training for CERT was difficult. Yes. Uh, but moving forward, as more people get vaccinated and and restrictions are loosened, and and they continue to be loosened, you'll start to offer training again. Yes. Yes, sir. Last year was a was a difficult year. We actually started our our CERT training. In October of 2018, um, 2019, I'm sorry, we started in 2019, and, and we we had such a community buy-in of the of the process that we actually trained probably at least 200 people come through our basic CERT training up until COVID struck and, and shut things down. Since that time, we still had online training and some some Zoom meetings that everybody else had. We had some Zoom training, and we had some trainings that were eight, ten hours in length a whole day and we and we had such good buy-in on those and some of those topics we had were we did an american red cross certification training so now we have 60 people that are in in our cert team that is that's qualified to work shelters and so when we have emergency shelters like this past week we had some flooding in the south part of the parish we were contacted by the parish wanting to make sure that we can supply people to man an emergency uh a shelter if needed so we had that training went on last year, even though COVID was here, we had 60 people go through that. We had uh, uh, over 100 people go through uh, animal search and rescue training. That was all um, online. So we had people come in 
veterinarians throughout the state, and they were taught us how to care for animals, how to extract animals, how to house those animals, um, how to transport those animals. So we come up with a comprehensive plan, even even down to animal rescue, and that took place last year also. Wow. Uh, I, I didn't know it was so, that comprehensive. So yes. uh, let's say uh, that an individual in the community wants to sign up for CERT training, wants to be a part of this. Um, obviously, we cannot go through the whole training here uh, in, in this you know 25-minute show, but uh, give us an idea of what they'll be walking into. Yes, when they when they sign up for the basic CERT training, it's a two-day course, and what they would do is there's different modules. There's modules on basic first aid so that they know that, you know, that like I said, that first three days, that first 72 is on you, and sometimes it's difficult. You know, if we have some, some severe weather come through, there may be some areas in the city that's difficult to access, and so and they may have some, some injuries or some illnesses that they need to tend to until the emergency medicine can get there so we teach basic first aid we teach cpr we have uh, a course called stop the bleed and it teaches them how to use tourniquets that type of thing so you know so even you know some major life saving techniques so we that's that's part of that course there's a electrical safety fire safety uh search and rescue we need to let people know that if there is some you know severe weather comes through and there's trees on houses and there's you know, power lines down. How do you navigate that? What buildings are safe to enter? What buildings do you not want to enter? We teach them how to um to recognize those unsafe things. Take pictures. Pictures say a thousand words. It's true, but it's a real good resource that we can use in our emergency operations center to know you know where is the bad spots at. What's what are we looking at as a city? We teach them those things. We teach them um you know with the with the search and rescue. How do we leave out of our area safely? What do we avoid? And how do we spread out into the community to know that everybody's accounted for? We want them to know that their neighbors are there and that they're safe and that they're taken care of. So that's some of the things that we do in those two days. Let's talk about the Emergency Operations Center for a second. You know, there is a new one at the new City Hall, recently renovated. We'll talk about that in a second. But what was interesting is I remember uh, a a few years back, not long after y'all had been established, uh, one of the hurricanes was coming through, and um, right. I, for the life of me, can't remember. Barry. Barry. That's right. And Barry was supposed to be bad. And yes. thanks to some wind shear and dry air right off the coast, we were able to avoid, because uh, it was bad for a little while. It, it rained a lot. <laughs> so I can't imagine what it would have been like without that dry air and shear. But anyway, y'all had set up uh, your first EOC. It was at Dim Springs Police Department. Yes. And I remember I came up and met with you guys a couple of times. Um, how did that experience go? That what did was y'all a, learn? That was, a, that was a great experience. We had a lot of help with uh, <clears throat> getting that established. We, we put it together in the police department's training room. Um, we, had, we set up our first one. We had, the com- we had computers that we, we, we found in the city. We put them together. We had some people come in and, and help us uh, create some programs that we can scribe everything that comes through the, through the EOC, every phone call. Every message that we've got brought in by police or by, you know, city workers would come in. They would give us information. We would ha- we'd put that in the computer. So everything that would come in, every information that, that needed to be tended to, we would put that into a, into a format on a computer screen so we could look up and say, okay, there was a problem at 428 Pecan Street, and this was the issue. And it was always in front of us. And then as that issue got solved, 
then we would go through that same program, that same scribe program, and, and show a completion time. So everything was logged. That's one good thing about the emergency operations center. Everything that comes in is logged in so we can always have reference to what was going on in the city, what time it happened, and what how we fixed the problem, and what time that was taken care of. So we had that. We had um, computers that would show us the weather. We had computers that would show us um, even the creeks and the drainage issues. We had a drainage uh, a screen, so I knew where all the creeks were, all the drains, you know, and the, the flows, the water flow, how much was coming through, so we could see where the backups and where the problems were. That that all goes to the EOC. We also had um, areas of in uh, places that we can come together as a group and have some debriefings, have some meetings, have some you know some come to Jesus meetings. Oh, uh, <laughs> what do we need to do next? That type of thing. But just a, a situation room. So that's part of the EOC. Uh, now you're talking about you switched gears. You're talking about the EOC in the new city hall. Correct? That was well. That was that was what we did at the um at the old city oh, hall too. Had a we had a we okay. had a we okay. had a situation room in the old city hall. To, I mean, in our old EOC also. Okay. And so, and and what we did to to create that EOC, we went around to the parish EOC. I went to to GOSEP, the governor's office of homeland security. Looked at their emergency operations center. Got some ideas, tangible ho. I went to their emergency operations center, seeing how they were set up, and then we set up accordingly. And so we had each branch of our of our city government, you know, each each department had a representative there, and each one had a station, and each person, each station was manned through that situation. So if I needed something with water or something with gas or street department, I had a representative in that room that I can turn to and say, hey, look, here's the situation. I have this going on. And this is, this is what you need to handle. They were within earshot of me. We can talk that out. We can scrap that into our into our program so we knew that it was taken care of. And then once that was resolved, they were there. They could turn around and tell me, hey, look, this was resolved. This is what we did, and this is what time it took place. And so everything was taken care of orderly. So like, we've always had a plan in the city. We've always had you know police and fire and all those departments, and they all do what they did to the best of their abilities and in, in excellence. Now with this emergency operations center, it just takes those efforts and puts them together. So now we're all working on the same page at the same time. That's what helps us. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you took all of that, obviously you took your, your experience. Well, you took your experience from Barry. Correct. You took those visits, those site visits to the parish and the governor's office of Homeland Security. You pulled it together what was the collaborative effort like in, you know, building a plan for a new emergency operations center in the new city hall, which is the old Capital One building? Yes. Now with our new emergency operations center, I'm really excited about it. We've uh, we learned what we learned from our first emergency operations center and how we set it up. We've actually streamlined those efforts now with the, a new court in the new courthouse. We have uh, all of our. You know, when they when they went in to, to build that out, we took all of our all of those things that we learned. We took, you know, the computers and the TVs and those things that we needed, and we actually had them hardwired into the new system. So, as the um, council has their, you know, they have their meetings there, it works for them. But also in times of emergencies, those are those are you know not in there. We use that same facility. We can set up our computers at those desks. And they're already hardwired in, so we already have access to all the information that we're going to need, and it's already in place. Um, we have TVs in there, so we can monitor, 
you know, different stations, different uh, media outlets so we can see what's going on and what's happening. We have uh, areas that in one spot there, we actually have a communications. Now we have a ham operator. Okay. Uh, so we even had, so in, unless a tornado or something drastic happens and takes out our whole building, we will always have communications because we even have, I so said, we have the ham operating equipment. We're going to have an, an antenna on the back of the of the building there, and we're going to have a person in place, a, an official licensed ham operator that's going to be part of that EOC. So that was something that we didn't have in the first EOC that we said, hmm, you know, what's the most important thing that we need as an emergency operations center? Communications. If sure. we can't speak what we know inside that communication center, it's not going to do us any good inside those four walls. So we even we made provisions for that. So as we grow and we see that there's holes in our system, we're replacing those holes with the proper people and the proper equipment. So we've we've talked about where y'all came from and what y'all have going on right now. Moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, y'all are redoing your social media and your website to yes. be a little more professional, up to date. Correct. And uh, as COVID is eased, or, or COVID restrictions are eased and, and taken off the books, Y'all will start training again in person? In person. That's okay. right. We have um we actually had our first board meeting, our official board meeting last night. Um I said we've been in place since October twenty nineteen. We uh we started doing training. We have a lot of help through the governor's uh, a lieutenant governor's office through Volunteer Louisiana. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But um that's who kind of sponsors our training, who who facilitates it, who gives us the money for that training. Um but with our training and with our website and our Facebook page, in order for people to to recognize who we are and to to sign up, we actually have some some a group now of professionals that do this for a living. Social media and those and those outlets, they're creating a website for us. They're creating a Facebook presence for us and all those social media avenues. So as that comes on board and as those um, sites get populated and 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 put together, we're going to put that out there to the to the public to make sure that everybody has a, a chance to, to get on board with this. Um, we really need we really need buy-in from the whole community, from every aspect of the community. And so that we're going to make it as easy and as fluid as possible for people to get on there, see what we're doing, see where we're heading, see what we've already accomplished, and, and to, to join in with those efforts. And we're going to make it as simple as we can for people to, to sign up for the training. Those training efforts you were talking about, we're going to start doing in-person training again here. Uh, in the, in the very near future, you know, within the next month, we'll have training on the books until we get those websites up and running. We'll have we have other media outlets. We'll use like the city of Denham Springs, their their Facebook or their uh, websites to promote those trainings. Let people know that this is what's what we have going on. And here's how you sign up. We also have, uh, you know, hands on training that we'll, we'll put you know, signage out. Maybe at City Hall, we'll have flyers out that this is training coming up. So as people come into City Hall, they can see that and they can spread the word that way. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. We're going to do some more basic training, uh, those basic cert trainings. So for those who, who never had been a part of it, who want to be a part of it, we're, we're going to have those two-day courses this year. And so that's things that we can look forward to. So remember, I mean, if you're a community member, uh, you know, this is a part, this is a chance for you to be a part of uh, dealing with disasters, recovering from disasters. We've had plenty, you know, yes. uh, we will have more. I uh, want to remind folks that hurricane season started early. Officially, it started May 15th, May 15th, uh, two weeks early this year. Well, usually it's the first of June. So uh, roughly right. two weeks early. 
Uh, so it's important to remember uh, that we are in the, the time when having this kind of training and being a, a participatory member of your community is important. Uh, I'd like to hear, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Volunteer Louisiana. Uh, any other partners yes. that you guys have? Yes, we have uh, Volunteer Louisiana is, is our, I guess you would say, sponsoring agent. They're the ones who made this, you know, facilitated this with the training and things like that. So um, her name is Miss Amanda Smith. She's our contact with Volunteer Louisiana. She's the one who come in uh, at the very beginning of this, brought this idea to the city. We sat down, we looked at it, and she, she's the one who explained to me what CERT was. Um, I look, you know, looking at that, explaining it to me, I was like, man, this is what we really need in the city. And so from that part, that's when we started doing the trainings. Uh, what Volunteer Louisiana does, it, it's, it's the, the motor, it's the engine behind our, our process. It's the one, it's the organization that gives us the resources to put on all these trainings. So like I said, those basic trainings, those two-day courses, they give us all the information, all the booklets that we give out to the, to the people, all the, even all the way down to lunch. They provide lunch for us for those trainings, um, really good lunches too. So we, we, they, they offer that for us. They help us if we need places to have our, our trainings at. They'll help us, you know, procure those spots that we can have training, adequate spaces for that. Um, so they're, they're a really big help. They're, they do a lot for us as far as the financing of these classes. Um, and so that's Volunteer Louisiana, Miss Amanda Smith. She's excellent. Any other partners you'd like to give a shout out to? We have, um, you know, inside the city, we have, we just signed our first MOU, with the, which is a memo of understanding with our, through the CERT team with a, with a group called Pinnacle Search and Rescue. They're an organization that's, that's from this area. And people may have heard of them before. They were Cajun Navy 2016. There's so many different names out there. But Pinnacle is who we deal with here. Um, they're a great organization. They're, they're here when, we're, when we need them. They have uh, crews with, with boats. They have crews. They have chainsaw crews so they can clear streets. They can make access when there is no access to, to patients. Um, so our very first MOU that we, that we wrote through our CERT team was with, with Pinnacle. So that's a, that's a great resource because they, they're well-known, they're structured, they've been around, they're going to be around, and it's a group that we wanted to, you know, to partner with. So we've partnered with them. LSART is another one that we've had a, a, a partnership with, and what that is, it's Louisiana. It's an animal rescue group that's based through the state. Um, the Department of Agriculture is the one who sponsored that, that group. And so that's, that's veterinarians from LSU that sponsors this. And so they're the ones, they come in to training for us, teach us how to not only, you know, rescue the animals, how to house the animals, how to feed the animals, how to transport animals. They're the ones who helped us come up with plans of where do we bring these animals to? You know, you don't want to have a, a no end in sight type of thing situation where we don't know where the animals are going. So this, this situation here, we actually bring the animals We'll tag them. We've learned how to organize our efforts to transport them and how to keep up with where they're going. That was LSART was that. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. So to wrap it up here, uh, we're we're running out of time. Okay. If you wanted to give a, a sixty second sales pitch, or yes. a thirty second, really, uh, with the people's attention spans these days. <laughs> so a real quick sales pitch on why you should come get trained and why you should be a part of CERT. Let's hear it. Look, if you want, if you're 
if you love your city like I love our city, if you love your parish like I love our parish, then the, the best thing you can do for your city, the best thing you can do for your parish is not only learn for yourself so that you can take care of the ones that you love, those that are in your household. We're going to teach you that. We're going to teach you life-saving efforts. We're going to teach you electrical safety. We're going to teach you generator safety. We're going to teach you fire safety. We're going to teach you those things that's going to take care of your family to the best of your ability. And then we're going to teach you how to safely and efficiently take care of those around you. And, and just doing that, just taking care of yourself and those neighbors around you will take the pressure off of the, of the ones of the city that's going to have to come in and try to, to handle that situation. It's going to take that pressure off knowing that there are citizens out there that are taking care of themselves, taking care of their neighbors, giving us a chance to come in and help you to the best of our abilities as a, as a city and as a parish. So, you know, to me, if I know that I have another emergency coming up and we know that we do, the best thing I can do for my family and the ones that I'm closest to, the ones that I love and my neighbors that I love and the parish that I love is to be as prepared as I can to learn as much as I can to help those in a time of need. And that's why I think the CERT team is, is the best option for that right now. Great. Well, look, Jason, we appreciate you taking the time today. If you go ahead and introduce yourself, same introduction, just reintroduce. Yes. Again, my name is Jason Populus. I'm the emergency manager for the city of Denham Springs, and I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. We appreciate you taking the time to come visit with us. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us and listening in. Lots of good stuff happening in, in, Denham, in the city of Denham Springs. This is one of them. Good thing to be a part of. Please remember the news is on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com, and you can catch these podcasts there for free or on any podcast platform you like to get them from, including Google Play, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Again, appreciate you guys joining us and either listening in or watching, and we'll see you next time.